My Crazy Family. It's the brand new podcast that we have officially launched that you can now subscribe to and you can now share your crazy family stories to as well. You're about to hear a 15-minute preview of My Crazy Family. While you're listening, be sure to search My Crazy Family on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe. Brand new episodes every single Monday and Wednesday of each week, jam-packed with crazy family stories that may make you and your family feel quite normal, (laughs) or maybe not. Search My Crazy Family wherever you download podcasts, press subscribe, and then share your crazy family story as well. Enjoy this 15-minute preview of the My Crazy Family podcast. Without a doubt, good fathers love their daughters. But there's only certain terms a good father would use to describe his daughter. And I'm not sure calling your daughter sexy is one of them. Might be grounds for a little more investigating as to what's going on in dad's mind. My. My. Crazy. Crazy. Family. Family. My. Crazy. Family. Welcome to the program. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. You don't miss any episodes of the program. In fact, listen to it completely commercial free. Get access to advanced episodes of the show and the archive. Like I said, all ad free on Apple Podcasts right now. You can even try that out for three days free. Plus, I'll give you a chance to win a $500 Amazon gift card just in time for the holidays, right? Yeah, all you got to do is head over to wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a review, take a screenshot of it, and then send it to contest at crazyfampod.com and we will put you in the running to win that gift card. Super, super easy to do. So uh, do check that out. We do uh, greatly appreciate that. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll walk away with some extra bucks for the uh, the holidays. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, the lineup of stories here today, I just am shaking my head on, on it. Uh, but yeah, you know, family drama. And there's going to be a lot of this very soon for many people because oh. it's almost the holidays. And have you been seeing all of the holiday ads on TV now? I am. I don't watch TV. <laughs> well, I, then I you're don't. a smart individual. Yeah. I mean, I watch TV, but I don't watch TV. I don't watch live television. I don't know the last time I've watched live television. Um, I, I just pretty much do everything on demand and I do the commercial free options whenever possible, which is about 99% of the time. Which is really smart because I'll tell you right now, it is when we're recording this, we haven't even hit Halloween yet. And there are our Christmas commercials probably every break now. Well, isn't that special? Yeah, isn't that nice? Let's, <laughs> Time let's for the just holidays. push into the holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. It's coming yeah. and uh, get ready to cope. This, this show can probably be part of your coping process uh, as uh, you can realize maybe your family isn't quite as bad as you thought when you hear some of these stories today. Oh, and boy, do we have them. So our first story, it says, hello, I've been listening to some episodes of your new podcast. And I have to say that I feel a bit relieved to know that everyone actually has some crazy stories about their family to tell. And I've got a bunch of them as well. There we go. Sorry for my mistakes. English is not my first language. Uh, And I will preface it by saying, um, if it's not your first language, you're doing amazing because you'll see as I'm, I'm reading the story, you'll, there's no issue here. 
says, I grew up at a small farm in the suburbs of a town. It was a family home where my mother and her two siblings grew up. When my grandfather, my mom's dad, married my grandmother, the new bride was not allowed to come and live with him on the farm. Apparently his mother, my great-grandmother, was a very controlling woman who dictated everything happening in and out of the house. By the way, when she first came on the property, she was just a maid, a farm girl, but married my great-grandfather who later died of a heart attack while slaughtering a pig. So my grandmother came to live with my grandfather when my mother was a baby. She was handled awfully by my great-grandmother and was treated just like a maid. She was working hard farm labor and with her horses on other farms too. Eventually, she turned to alcohol, so much so that her two mares pulling cart automatically stopped at every pub on the way home from the fields. <laughs> it's beautiful. Grandfather was of poor health for a long time and died at quite a young age. They had my mother and twins, a boy and a girl. Grandmother's alcoholism turned for the worse. She got liver cirrhosis when my mom was about 23. Did I mention that by the time things got more complicated because my mother's sister and my mother's or, and my father's brother met at my parents' wedding and got married, even though he beat her even before the wedding? Jesus. Continuing on. Runs, runs rampant. Yeah. Back to my sick grandmother. She is on the deathbed, and somehow my mother got her to sign documents where the majority of the farm was left to my mother. One third of the land, forests, and fields was to be divided between her two siblings. My, my mother already had a family, my oldest sister and brother, who was working on the farm. So in her eyes, this seemed fair. But in fact, this triggered the family dispute that has lasted for over 50 fucking years. There are five children in our family. All are grown up now, and most of us never knew a time that there wasn't some battle between our parents and their married sibling. They built a house in our backyard because my aunt considered it her right to do so. I remember constant court battles and threatening psychotic letters, poisoned animals, visits from different inspectors. Those were all gifts from our neighbors. This brought so much chaos in our family. Our parents were arguing a lot. My mother was the boss of the family, and more or less everything had to be the way she said or there'd be a fight with dad. I'm 40 years old now, and sometimes I still get a flashback from my childhood years. We didn't have a lot of money. We, we weren't hungry, but we didn't have a car. We never went on family vacations. Every piece of clothing my sibling and I owned was secondhand. Primary school was living hell for me since I was bullied a lot just because of the fact that everyone knew I was a farm a poor farm girl. Then the story goes on and I'm seeing some ethics violations in here, but you'll figure out what I'm talking about. I got called to the school dentist. I didn't know that they had a school dentist. That would be, I've never had a school dentist. No. As I was seated in his chair with my mouth open, he said, do you have cows at your farm? I nodded. He proceeded. So how does it feel to shovel cow manure? Then he and his nurse and my teacher who was there had a nice big laugh about it. I was only seven at the time, but I know that they were mocking me and felt like total shit. So your 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 school had a dentist? How sadistic. <laughs> or was there? <laughs> Did they just oh. tell her, this is the dentist. Come over here. <laughs> mm. God, you're right. 
Maybe there was no such thing as a school dentist. I've never heard of that. I've heard of it happening where like they'll bring in a dentist like for a specific day and do like a massive amount of cleanings and such for kids that don't have um, dental care where the parents aren't taking them in. I when when my uh, when Harper was in school in Branson, they did that. There was a lot of lower income families that were in the public school system and a lot of not even just lower income, but meth addicted families. Oh. Uh, and these kids were not being taken care of at all. It was disgusting. Um, and these poor kids, what they would go through, but the school district actually did have a lot of money because Branson makes a lot of money on tourism and a lot of that goes to the schools. Um, so it was funny. The The education system was actually pretty decent there, but the the people that were attending these poor kids, uh, they're living in hotels. Uh, their parents are addicts and look like zombies on the street. And if they're making it to school, uh, you know, it's kind of a miracle. I remember going to some of the uh, presentations and, and school events there, and it was like, oh, my God. You just, it's like Child Protective Services should have, like, just a, a, a thing where you go through the door and just, like, weed out half of the children and get them to good homes. <laughs> Uh, but that that's the thing. There was, you know, there's not many out there when you have parents that are alive half the time. That's, that's where the kids stay because there's not many other options. Anyway, that's my tangent. Oh, that is so sad though. Yeah. So dental does exist, but it's you. I've never seen it like a permanent dentist in a school. I've seen it like, you know, this dental practice is coming in for the week, but that's about it. Okay, well, that would make a little more sense sure. than in this story. Yeah. And not that we were doubting this person, but we were doubting the school that yeah. um, somebody's pulling some shit over on you. So it goes on to say that the nurse and the teacher who was there had a nice big laugh about it. I was only seven at the time, and I knew that they were mocking me. <laughs> My mother was talking with the teachers a few times and invited whole classes of school kids to come and visit our farm to look at the animals. Of course, the classes that my sister and me were in as well. Since we didn't have a lot of money, our house was only half built and everything was quite messy inside and outside of the house. So the thing with school kids visiting was really embarrassing. Imagine the majority of your schoolmates don't like you and then they come to your home. I mean, yeah. that's first of all, that's your safe space. You don't yeah. want bullies and, you know, kids who don't like you coming to your home. Jeez. Yeah. It goes on to say... Anyway, all the arguing about the land stopped a few years back when my mother finally resolved those issues with her sister. Mom got really sick and landed in a wheelchair. My father does everything for her. And when I visit, she always says what a good man he is and complains about what bad things he says to her. And when I'm alone with him, he basically says the same things about her. My sister told them to get a divorce if they can't work it out together. And they thought that suggestion was unheard of. I told them to talk to a therapist, but their reaction was the same. I know they did the best they could, and they're both very generous people, but because of all the drama, screaming, and fighting, it left all of us children somehow damaged. Despite that, I have to say, the older I get, the easier it gets to understand certain things about myself, and I'm trying to repair the damage. All of this is just a very rough description of all the shit that happened in our family. I still have a lot of stories to tell, maybe some other time. Keep up the good work. All the best. Damn. Yeah, you know, I, I think time is an interesting thing with that because for the longest time, the idea of abuse was always physical, especially growing up. It's like abuse. Yep. Is, 
They're beating you. They're hitting you. And even if that's not going on and your parents, there's mental abuse going on and they probably were completely unaware that that was even abusive because they likely were just repeating the cycle of what they knew and never had any sort of enlightenment to go beyond that. Um, that certainly leaves its toll. It certainly left its toll for them to repeat it again and, and do that to their children. And now those children have to, uh, like the writer, have to realize, I don't want to keep doing this. I'm not going to be that type of person. But you can also, at the same point, I think, look at it a little bit and time, as you may have been very bitter about it uh, for many years, and rightfully so, you can kind of look at it in perspective and go, well, what what were the tools that these people were given to raise me, to be a parent, to, and and what sort of, you know, intelligence did they have? And that's where I think some grace can come in, where people that were, you know, unintentionally mentally abused. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, but of course the damage is done. It did happen, but not everyone who's doing that is necessarily out with nefarious intent. They're just basically in their mind, parenting in, in the way that they, they thought was correct. Again, probably based on how they were parented, never an excuse for abuse, but I think there's a lot of the mental areas where it's not necessarily out there to be nefarious. It's just, very, very dysfunctional behavior that then ends up doing damage as abuse. Well, and I think there's there's just no checks and balances, especially if you are on this this farm and your livelihood and your existence means that you are working from sun up to sundown and there's no time to have relationships. You are constantly working. Yeah. Um, and and we know of a lot of families that were like that. Um, the times of the, of the depression and things like that, all people did was work. That's yeah. all they did. And so there was no time to sit back and reflect on, you know, am I treating my kids? Okay. Fuck it. I'm trying to put food on the table. More like, are you they know? alive? It was more. Yeah. And that was the the bar. Are they alive? Do they have shelter? Do they right. have food? Okay. I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, I mean, and, and were there some that of course wouldn't abuse that and then just went out to the bar and drank themselves away? Sure. And that's, it's not an excuse for that, but that's what some did. Again, self-medicating though, too, uh, to escape the sadness and depression that they're feeling and the emptiness that's in their life, because all they can do is go, go, go. And there's just never that piece of sanity, nor were they ever shown that either too. So they probably, they don't know, you know, what it's like to have a a loving parent and someone who cares and uh, gives selflessly um, without, you know, not without just checking the boxes of must have to survive. Yeah. So if they're missing that, they don't even realize, I think half the time what they're not giving because they don't, they wouldn't know how to give it because they've never had it. Want more of the, my crazy family podcast? Well, you're in luck. There's plenty of episodes to start binging away on right now for absolutely free. All you have to do is search my crazy family, wherever you download podcasts or on Apple podcasts, and find our program and press subscribe. My Crazy Family. Search for it now, press subscribe, and start binging away this instant. My Crazy Family. Enjoy.